Hey guys, welcome into another episode of Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. It's me, it's me, it's Mikey B, and I'm back to talk about this week that was from the Palm Beach Baseball League. Glad to be joined today uh, by Charles Snow, former manager and current player of the Beach Bums. We'll talk to him about the Charles Johnson Summer League as well as uh, the Flamingos and, and what, what was going on with all that stuff. That'll happen here in a little while. We'll also talk about the week that was from the Palm Beach Baseball League. Uh, we'll preview the slate of games for the 15th, and we will give you the weekly power rankings right here on the show. We'll start this trip around the scoreboard, though, today in the American Division where the Delray Nationals got to 5-0 and as they defeated the Hurricanes in a closely contested game by the final score of 7-5. The Hurricanes' loss drops them to 3-2 and while the Nationals again get to 5-0. and the Palm Beach Marlins got a victory over the Angels by a final score of 14-2. For the Marlins, Gabe went 2-2 two two with two runs scored and three RBIs. Yovan went 2-3 with two runs and two RBIs. Angel went 2-2 two two with three runs scored. And Pula went 1-2 with two RBIs. The loss on the mound for the Angels goes to Ryan Romero, who went two innings, giving up four earned runs while striking out one. Gabby Gonzalez followed on the bump going three innings, allowing nine runs, eight of which were earned while striking out two. Gonzalez, the bright spot in the offense for the Angels, he went two for three with an RBI and a run scored. Finally, the last game in the American division sees the St. Lucie Tribe get to three and two as they defeated Los Padres in a back-and-forth game by a final score of 10-6. to six. Uh, Los Padres um, were done in by the errors, though, in this game as five errors cost them uh, dramatically in the last couple innings and allowed the Tribe to gain the victory. The win on the mound for Tribe goes to Andrew Link. He picks up his first victory of the 2022 campaign. He pitched a third of an inning, getting the Tribe out of a jam after Kemont Kesey went the first four and two-thirds. Kesey went, uh, allowed nine hits, six runs, all of which were earned, walking two and striking out one. The big blow came on a basis-clearing triple by Alex Riccio to uh, knock Kesey out of the game. Uh, after, the, after Andrew Link's Pitching performance, the Tribe sent out Brian Nwachek, who tiptoed out of a bases-loaded no-out jam, allowing no runs for Los Padres. Colin Lyle went the final two, allowing one hit and no runs. The offense for Tribe was powered by Gary Costello. The catcher went two for three with four RBIs, including a two-run double in the sixth that provided the insurance runs the Tribe needed and got the game to the final score of 10-6. to six. Colin Lyle went two for five. Two for five. Armin Pushka scored twice while Anthony Melly went two for three with an RBI and three runs scored. Matt Buca and Sam Moss at the bottom of the lineup both went two for three, helping turn over the Tribe lineup and getting back to the top of the order. For Los Padres, Alex Riccio, we mentioned him on the basis clearing triple. He went four for four with two doubles and a triple, driving in three runs on that triple, while George Hernando went two for four, as did Mikey Melendez. The loss on the mound goes to JT, who went five innings, allowed ten hits, eight runs, five of which were earned while walking four and punching out three members of the tribe. We'll move to the national division now where the Derby sluggers have cracked their first win of the 2022 campaign as they defeated the South Florida beach Bums by a final score of two to nothing. Cameron was the offensive powerhouse here for Derby sluggers as he hit a solo home run while Nathan also went two for five driving in the other run for the Derby sluggers. The win for them goes to uh, number seven. I do not have his name. Uh, he went the final five innings of the game, allowed the only three hits the Bums had in the entire game while walking one and punching out six. For the Bums, the loss gets stuck to Rick Schner, 
The vet went the distance, allowed 10 hits, two runs, both of which were earned while striking out eight and only walking one. Offensively for the bums, Alex Stone, Dave Sally, and JB were the only bums that were able to record a hit on the day. Uh, the Caribbean Stars get a victory over the Palm Beach Red Sox by a final score of 10 to 6. And the final game in this division saw the Thunder defeat the Diamondbacks by a final score of 12 to 5. Cody Gardine went five innings, walked two, struck out seven, only gave up one hit and one run that was unearned. Uh, he returned after uh, a rough opening day start, but uh, was effective. Evan Levia threw the sixth and the seventh, walking one while only allowing a hit and one earned run. Cleveland Westbrook uh, faced five hitters in a scoreless eighth inning. Then catcher Darren Hansen allowed three runs in the ninth on five hits, which made this game closer than the final score, makes the final score closer than what it really was. Mike DeLue cracked out three more hits, two singles and a double, while driving in two and scoring twice. Five Thunder batters uh, chased DeLue with two hits each, including Guy, Cleveland, Daniel Hansen, Greg Nicholson, and Mike. Newcomer Franklin Garcia singled and scored twice in his debut, while Wisley Correa went single, had a single and an RBI, and Cody had a single as well, helping out the, the helping out the cause. Wow. Uh, in a, in fairness, though, as written up on the Thunder website, which is wpbthunder.com, in all fairness, the Diamondbacks were missing a lot of their players due to the holiday, aka Mother's Day, and the team was not the cleanest with the glove, committing six errors, which helped inflate the score a little while the Thunder defense committed a season-high five errors. Uh, as awarded by manager Mike Solon, the Thunder star of the game is Delu, who singled twice and doubled, driving in two for the Thunder. Um, that's uh, that's the National Division. And finally, in the Central Division, uh, the Reds stay undefeated as they defeated the Warriors by a final score of 18 to nothing. The Sugar Kings defeated the Heat by a final score of 8-5. to five, And the Astros defeated the Panthers by a final score of 15-4. to four. That's your trip around the scoreboard for the week that was Mother's Day. A um, lot of good games, a um, couple surprises, but uh, I think uh, everybody's starting to, to shape into form. I think we got some really good uh, games coming up here this week that we'll talk about. Uh, but we're going to get to the interview segment now where I'm going to talk to Charles Sano, former manager of the Flamingos, currently on the roster of the South Florida Beach Bums. We'll talk about the Charles Johnson Summer League. We'll talk about some other stuff. Uh, that'll be next right here on Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. We are back with our interview segment. I am joined by someone who I know has played in this league for a long time and managed in this league for a long time. Um, I am joined by former manager of the Flamingos, Charles Sano. Charles, how are we doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Enjoying another beautiful day here in South Florida. Um, thank you for joining me first off. Um, second off, I say former manager of the Flamingos as you guys decided to go your separate ways at the end of last season. I guess let's start there. Uh, what made the decision to take a step back from managing in the Palm Beach Baseball League? So I, um, I've been managing for a long time, and we'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure. But um, mm-hmm. Uh, so the Flamingos came uh, in 2020 during the pandemic. I brought my squad back. Actually, we were the Beach Bums. Long story there. We'll get into that. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, we folded the Flamingos, not for any reason other than um, I'm focusing my managing experience and my GM role uh, for a collegiate summer league team, which, which I started last year. Uh, so I'm playing, I'm managing a, uh, it's down here in South Florida, 
um, the Charles Johnson Collegiate Summer League. Um, last year we won the championship, which was great. Uh, but it's more about you know the college players getting guys into college and those that are in school to uh, to play. And it was just really you know difficult. You know for us, none of this is our full time jobs, so it was a little difficult to to run a men's league team successfully and be the general manager of a uh, a college summer league team. And uh, so I decided to make a tough decision. It's my first time since 2005 not managing a, a men's league team. Um, but I'm the general manager of a college team, so it takes a really good time, a lot of time. Uh, so that's that was kind of the reason behind that. All right, so let, let, let's, let's divert real quick to the okay. Charles Johnson Summer League, um, and then we'll hop back into our conversation about Palm Beach baseball. Uh, what brought – about the decision to form a team in the Charles Johnson Summer Baseball League, as well as what is your role as general manager uh, of the organization? So the CJ Summer League started last last year. Uh, Charles Johnson, you know, 1997 Marlins World Series champion, All-Stars, multiple gold gloves. Uh, I, I worked for the Marlins for 14 years and uh, got to know CJ. And uh, the guy, the commissioner of the league is somebody I've known from the Marlins as well. And CJ wanted to give back to the community and provide an opportunity uh, for uh, collegiate student athletes uh, to have a summer league here in South Florida. Uh, They knew I was very active with the beach bums, my background, the bums. uh, For those that know us, I've always had a lot of um, collegiate players on my team. And they thought we'd be a good fit for last year's inaugural season. And so I was the general manager of uh, the South Florida Beach Bums collegiate team. And uh, I have a head coach. Uh, he's an assistant at Florida Memorial uh, University in Miami Gardens, uh, Coach Gonzo, Richie Gonzalez. And uh, he handles all the day-to-day stuff. But I'm the general manager working on payroll, working on marketing, recruiting student athletes from all over the country. And so that takes a lot more time. Uh, it's a great, it's great. Um, I, uh, like I said, I gave up the, um, uh, I gave up the, uh, the men's league managing side because for me, this is um, an awesome opportunity to provide student athletes the next step in their summers. No, it's definitely a, uh, a awesome thing to be transitioning into. Um, I have a, former high school coach that I am friends with that used to be the pitching coach for the Bethesda big train uh, up in, up in Maryland. And Mm -hmm. so I know all about those summer collegiate leagues and stuff like that. Um, They're definitely time consumers. So I definitely understand your reasoning for taking a step back from the men's league variation to give back to the community. And that's greatly Mm -hmm. appreciated on, on all ends. Um, Where is the furthest you've gotten a player from to come play? Uh, last year and then as you're setting up your roster probably this year oh israel Uh, oh okay international scouting uh so i had true story you know wc was what last year or olympics were last year right olympics were last year yep and i have a contact that introduced me to uh some uh players in israel and uh, in israel you know when you graduate high school you have to serve in the army for a year and Mm -hmm. um I was actually recruiting like four or five players. I knew uh, from my days with the Marlins, they used to do like a Jewish Heritage Day. And I knew mm-hmm. uh, two guys uh, that played in the States in college that helped me out. Anyway, long story short, um, I got a, a contact to this pitcher. 
And uh, I looked at the video, and I'm like, all right, you know, got some decent stuff. Didn't throw hard at all, but I don't throw mm-hmm. hard. Anyone in the league ever face me, I throw 45-50. So I like the soft-throwing finesse guys. And he had to get permission from the government to come play as a national or international athlete or however it works. And we got the paperwork done, and I wasn't really sure what to expect. And, and this guy, Ido, Ido Pilad, by the way, um, he took the league by storm. It was awesome. Like, funniest guy in the world. Um, the whole league rallied around this kid, and he actually was very productive as a starting pitcher for, for my summer league team. So Israel is my number one. Um, I had uh, three players from the Bahamas, um, one of which I got into playing college ball here, actually uh, in South Florida, and uh, which was a huge success. And then uh, within the States, uh, California, I had uh, two players from the, the West Coast of the country. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So um, all over. All right. So let's go back to the Palm Beach Baseball League. Okay. said you have not been ma- – this is the first time you haven't managed a summer league team uh, – men's league team since, you said, 05? Yes, I think 05. So did you – so were you in – I guess it would be NABA at that point with Lou. Is that where you started or did you start one of the uh, other leagues? I actually started uh, – so, you know, when I was working with the Marlins, um, I would recruit um, the RBI kids once they graduated high school. And mm-hmm. so – playing in a, a different league um, down there in Dayton Broward County. Okay. Really good league. I mean, we had a good time. Um, it was, you know, former college student athletes and current college athletes from the RBI league. And I mean, I don't say we dominated, but we, we held our own pretty good with two championships and a finals appearance in four years. Um, I started recruiting guys that played pro ball and the, we were a metal bat league back then. Mm. You know, you got, I had one guy, uh, he's a double A uh, outfielder for the Texas Rangers organization back then. And I was scared having him hit with metal because he just would kill somebody. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was looking, we want to do a tournament. And so we got, you know, I got involved in the Citrus Classic, I think it was 2007. And uh, we didn't know what to expect. I'd never done a tournament. None of my guys really hit with wood. And, and you know, I mean, they have, but not in, you know, a game situation. Yeah. And then Lou, Lou shows up. Like, oh, Chuck, you know, you're going to like it, you know. I'm like, whatever. And so we played a team back then. <clears throat> they were really good called the Tigres. Um, mm. The old school Naba guys are the Tigres. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, they're going to destroy you guys. And I was like, eh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Um, well, we lost three to one. And it was the most fun I had on a baseball field since college. And I was like, you know what? And, and then Lou was so organized with the way the NABA was, the tournament was run. I said, listen, I would like to bring my team up, but we're mostly Broward County. And so in 2007, after the Citrus, we joined the NABA. We played our home games. I think we played five or six home games in Broward County. And every team, you know, through the, pre, the pre-manager meetings, um, they voted. It was okay. We played it in, in, uh, in, uh, Davie over here mm-hmm. and, uh, we played some games and then eventually my guys still wanted to play and we transitioned full-time, uh, to the NABA. Um, and so we were, you know, full-time NABA 2007. It was awesome. Um, and, uh, loved it. Um, and actually in 2013, my son was born and I live in Broward County. So the drive was starting a little tough. You know, mm-hmm. born. 
And so I had uh, Dave Sally was my, and we would rotate seasons. So when I was busy with the Marlins, so Dave and JB kind of took over when I was working. And I told those guys, listen, I'm going to restart the beach bums in Broward. Can you keep the beach bums in Palm Beach? And so for a few years, we had two bums teams and a high school travel team. Uh, so it was really cool. We were kind of, you know, balancing it all out. And uh, 2020, with the pandemic, we shut down in Broward. And I told Dave, I miss you guys. Made a lot of good friends in the league. I think that's the biggest reason why I like the league. Was It was not just my teammates, but all the other teams. And I brought the team back, but you can't have two bums. So that's why we were the Flamingos. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um, yeah. So let's let's see. I I sent you a couple questions. Um, let, let let me ask you. I guess um, you, you guys, how many of the flamingos are still in the league? Because I've seen a couple of them. Do you actually know? Oh man, offhand, uh, I know a couple. Um, a couple guys. You know, one of the, the other reasons why we kind of folded was you know when I did the end of the season survey, uh, I had a lot of guys moving on for jobs in other places. Um, there are some, some, some flamingos out there that were old school bums, uh, Cleveland. Well, actually, I don't think Cleveland actually played for the, uh, the flamingos, but MJ, he's over at the thunder. Uh, Tyler is with us at the bums. Cam Josman uh, is with the bums. Uh, there's a few others out there. Um, but yeah, we kind of all went our separate ways, but we still have the group chat going. We're all good friends. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess let's let, let, let me ask you this question: um, Who was your favorite player to coach slash play with? Yeah, so when you asked me that question, I was a little uh, a little nervous how to answer this one because <laughs> uh, you know being around for so long. And the funny part is, a lot of my former teammates are coaches. So I'm gonna give a shout out to all those first, uh, Joey. Uh, love you, brother. Um, so want to kick your butt. Chassis, um, I love playing with you guys. Um, the current bums that were old school with me from the first time around, obviously Dave. JB is a wealth of knowledge. I mean, his power is great. Um, Ryan Toger, Rick Schnur, uh, those are guys that, you know, that are still in the league. Um, a couple old school guys, uh, actually Edgar Tover, by the way, um, he's played with me before. And what I love about him is, you know, obviously he's been a professional, but he 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 teaches the young guys, and I love that. Um, another guy who's not in the league anymore, Manny Oliveira. Um, he, you know, he pitched for the Marlins organization, played for a couple teams, but I was lucky enough to have him with me. Love Manny. Um, I would say though, the number one guy. Oh, I got to give a, a little shout out to Andrew Rubin too. Um, he played with me, and uh, I love that guy. But I would say is uh, MJ. That's my ride or die. I met MJ, who is now the Thunder uh, this year. Uh, MJ I've known since high school. Uh, he was one of our Marlins RBI players. And his passion for the game, his ability to teach others, and he's a very humble ball player. Uh, he's getting old now. So when he hears this, uh, MJ, you're getting old. Uh, he's still yeah. fast and can hit. Um, but he went to the Thunder because he wants to help a team win. And uh, it's the first time since I've done men's league, I haven't had MJ on my side. Um, so, but he is to me, the guy that you build a team around and um, for him, watching him grow up from a high school kid to a parent, a, a husband it, it's been amazing. So 
for me, I'd go with MJ. That's that's awesome. Um, so are are you act on the active roster for the Beach Bums? Let me let me guess, yes. let me ask that question. Okay. Uh, on the active roster for Beach Bums now, um, got to go back to you know the roots. Absolutely. Um, the Charles Johnson Summer League. When is mm-hmm. that starting back? So players report June twelfth. Uh, okay. Start I believe June fourteenth, and we run through July twenty first. We're going to be based out of Broward County this year. Last year, we were in Port St. Lucie. Um, we're going to play 25 games and a postseason tournament. Uh, everyone makes it, and they'll do a postseason tournament. Uh, we actually had um, on my team last year two players from uh, the Palm Beach League, uh, Jonah Bacchusow and Jack Collins, both are now playing college ball. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, we're still looking for players, by the way. So if any collegiate student-athletes are looking for you know, full-time schedules over the summer. Uh, we are looking for uh, for players, but uh, yeah, those those are the dates. Where can they send you information if we have anybody that uh, fits that criteria? What I would say is the best way to reach me is to text me. Um, honestly, uh, you can text me on my cell, which is nine five four four zero one eight one two six against Charles, uh, and just say, "Hey, I'm interested in information." and I can get everything over to you guys. Um, but it's a great opportunity uh, for players that are from out of town. Um, we have hotels in uh, North Broward area off Coconut Creek, which is actually really cool. I stayed at a hotel a few times last year. And, uh, you know, the older guy, it was fun. But the, the student athletes, my coach, when they're not playing, they're doing batting practice. They're at the gym. They're doing pool PT. Uh, it's the college experience. It's a great, it's developmental. You know, it's not your University of Miami D1 guys, um, but it's a great experience for anyone who are graduating high school ball players looking to play college. We do a futures game, uh, which is where we got the guys signed, um, or you know, freshman, sophomore, small school guys that need some work. Awesome. Um, I guess let me ask you this question because I've asked it to every guest that I've had on the show. Um, All star game. I'm trying to get Dave to bring it back. Are you for or against the All-Star game? I'm 100% for it. And ironically, I didn't know you were going to ask me this question, Mike. So I don't know why I went online. I actually found uh, the 2000, uh, a highlight video of the 2009. It was actually not a highlight because it was a low light. 2009 NBA um, All-Star game. Whoever posted it must have been the MVP. I forgot who it was. But I didn't realize I pitched and gave up the game-winning hit. So um, I was like, it was a grainy video. I'm like, is that me? <laughs> um, so I'm for it if I'm not on it, which I don't think I would be. So I would love it. I think it was great. I think it was a great way. What I loved about the All-Star game, meeting guys from the other teams. What I love about the Palm Beach League, and this is why I sell it to guys from Miami, everyone gets along, like, Everyone has a good time. So to bring everyone together, you bring your families, your kids. I'm all in, dude. Awesome. Yeah, my, my goal my goal is to come up with an idea to pitch to Dave when I get him on the show, which I'm hoping is in the next couple of weeks, um, so that I can try to get something for post the end of the season tournament, like that that first weekend kind of maybe we can get a uh, we can get something where we can get like two guys from each team and and we can find the managers and we can we can have some fun with it. Um, hey, my guess. Hey, Mike, I'll help out the administrative side. Awesome. You help out with the administrative side. I'll I'll find a way to stream it live on Twitch or something or YouTube oh, and do some commentary. I think that would be a lot that, of fun. 
Yes, let's do it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. We're gonna pitch, we're gonna pitch this today. We're gonna get this thing we, off. We're gonna get this thing off. Me, David, we go rogue. All right, let's go rogue. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. My hope is to get Dave on to, to pitch my formal idea to him shortly. Um, I know next week I have tentatively planned. I have to reach out to them. Uh, Fick and Ryan from the Delray Nationals. Uh, Fick told me he actually has a, uh, a game. He's playing with the Savannah Bananas in the, no, towards what? the end of May. So going to uh, get him on, talk, to, talk about that. So. Savannah has with him on it. Yes, there. The, that game will be streamed live on YouTube for anyone who didn't listen to last week's episode. Um, I'm hoping to get him on the show next week, and then hopefully I can get Dave the week after so we can talk about the future in the All-Star game here uh, in the Palm Beach Baseball League. Uh, before I wrap up with uh, – before I wrap up with you, um, I guess, is there anyone else or anything else you want to say about the league, and then I'll let you close with uh, plugging anything else that you want to plug. First, the league. Um, I actually got to give uh, my son a, a, a shout out. Um, and the reason I give Mike a shout out is when I first moved into the NABA back in the day, I really wasn't sure what I was doing. And uh, I call him like my dad uh, of, of, of organization, not necessarily the baseball side, but running a men's league. Uh, so I got to give Mike, Mike a shout out. Um, but again, I, I coming driving an hour every day, especially those rainouts when I show up at the field at 8 a.m., I wouldn't miss it for the world. I love the fact that this uh, this this organization and the league, everyone gets along. I said that earlier. And so I kind of missed, when I left, I missed a lot of the players. And uh, I think it's a great, great league. And uh, I think we need to keep promoting it to, to other players and continue to grow it. And uh, I just want to, you know, thank you for this opportunity, Mike. This is really cool that we have a podcast now. Um, and uh, let's keep up the good work, guys. I appreciate you being a part of it, Charles. Um, anything else you want to plug before I let you go today? Uh, yes. If you're a really good, experienced, ex-professional or college uh, ball player, uh, please let me know, too, for the Beach Bumps uh, men's league team. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, quick, quick plug. No, on a serious note. Got no plugs. I'm here for the league. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Um, we'll get you back on this thing once I get Dave's okay, and we'll play in a, we'll play in the All Star game. All right. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Charles. Have a great day. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you. Yep. Bye bye. All right. Thanks again to Charles for coming on the show with me today. A lot of fun to talk to him. A lot of fun to get his opinion on the All Star game as well as the fun things that are going on. Um, around his world with the Charles Johnson Summer League getting ready to come back and the Beach Bum Collegiate team. So we appreciate your time, uh, Charles, for coming on with me today. A lot of fun. Uh, let's get to the preview ahead, though, for this week, the 15th of May. The game slated uh, to take place. We'll start in the Central Division. The Astros and Warriors will face off in division play while the Sugar Kings will play the Thunder and the Beach Bums will play the Panthers at the 9 a.m. slate. The 1230 slate sees the Reds taking on the Heat, the Panthers taking on the Sugar Kings in divisional play, while the Red Sox will play the Warriors in out-of-division play. The American division sees Los Padres taking on the Derby Sluggers, the Hurricanes playing the Red Sox, and the Delray Nationals playing the Caribbean Stars in the 9 a.m. tilts, while the 1230 matchups see the Beach Bums taking on the Tribe, the Marlins taking on the Thunder, and the Angels taking on the Diamondbacks 
Uh, all of those games are out of division play, uh, which means we don't have a lot to talk about the national division because we talked about all those teams already. Um, we have all those those fun matchups coming up um, where you'll have the Beach Bums against the Tribe as well as them playing the Panthers in a doubleheader. Uh, the Thunder have the Marlins. The Diamondbacks have the Angels. Caribbean Stars and the Nationals will be a fun one. Um, if I had to pick, though, uh, this this uh, this week's burn unit game of the week, uh, I'm going to predict it's the Marlins and the Thunder, a 12:30 tilt from the St. Lucius Quad Complex. If you're interested in watching any of these games, head on over to PalmBeachBaseball.com. Click on the schedule tab. Uh, you can click on the divisions, and you can find your team there and see where they're playing this week uh, around the Palm Beach County area. Most games taking place at the St. Lucius quad quad complex. We also have some games at West Boynton and potentially, I believe there's a game at Seminole Palms. Just head over to palmbeachbaseball.com for more information on where the team that you want to see is playing this weekend. Now's the time that some people have been waiting for while others aren't waiting for it, but we're going to do it anyways. It's time to talk about the power rankings as voted on by yours truly. Um, if anybody's interested in joining the power ranking vote with me, I would be more than glad to have anybody else on. Uh, you can remain anonymous if, anonymous if you want. doesn't matter to me. Um, a lot of fun, though. Uh, we got some moving and some shaking as some teams have fallen. Some teams are rising. Um, it's fun to see the back and forth. Uh, in 18th place, we have the Panthers. 17th is the Warriors. 16th is the Angels. 15th is the Derby Sluggers following their victory over the Beach Bums. 14th is the Heat. 13 is the Diamondbacks, 12th is the Caribbean Stars, 11th is the Red Sox, the Astros in 10th, Los Padres in 9th, the Sugar Kings in 8th, Tribe in 7th, the Hurricanes in 6th, the Beach Bums in 5, the Marlins crack the top 4, the Thunder stay in 3rd, the Reds will stay in the 2 spot, and for the 5th consecutive week, the undefeated 5-0 Delray Nationals are your leader of the power rankings here from Sunny Days in Double Plays. Uh, we'll trip around the the league real quick. I will update you guys on everybody's records, and then we will uh, wrap this bad boy up. In the National Division right now, leading the way are the Palm Beach Thunder. They are 4-1, and one, and then it's a log jam uh, between teams that are 2-3, and 3-3, three, 3-4, three and three, three and all that fun stuff. The Beach Bums are 3-2. and two. The Caribbean Stars are at 500 at 3-3, three and three, while the Red Sox are 2-3. and three. Diamondbacks are two and four, and the Derby Sluggers are one and five. So that division is very closely uh, tight. Uh, the American division sees the Nationals at five and zero. Oh. They're followed by a log jam of three teams at three and two, including the Hurricanes, the Marlins, and Tribe. While Los Padres are two and three, and the Angels sit at one and five. And last but certainly not least, the Central Division it sees the JEG Reds getting to six and zero, oh, while the Astros are at four and two, as are the Sugar Kings. The Heat are at three and three, the Warriors are at one and five, and the Panthers are at zero oh and six. That will do it for this episode of Sunny Days and Double Plays. I thank you all for hanging out with me. I thank you all for enjoying this podcast as much as I am doing it. Um, next week's show, I will have uh, Mr. Fick of the Delray Nationals as we will talk a little bit about the preview for his game with the Savannah Bananas. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, be inter- doing that interview um, early next week, so it'll be a lot of fun to talk to him about what to expect from that game that you can uh, follow and watch on YouTube. I'll get the information for that, and I'll make sure I put it on that episode um, whenever it drops. 
Uh, but that's the show for this week, guys. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. I appreciate uh, all the mothers giving permission to their significant others or sons to play last week. Uh, greatly appreciated. Um, other than that, if you need to get in touch with me about anything about the podcast, whether you want to send me some stats to read on the internet or to read over the internet, um, you can reach me out on Facebook uh, if you're my friend, or you can find me at Fat Kid Certified SE on Instagram. Uh, you can also email the, the show podcast pbbaseball at gmail.com. You can send any stats you want written uh, read up there. Uh, other than that, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me on your, uh, your weekend. So uh, for Sunny Days and Double Plays, this is Mikey B. I will see you guys out on the field. Good night.